Welcome to Radio Boomers Live, the show about all things human from a baby boomer's perspective. All things hot and all things not. News, reviews, interviews, chat, text, and what's next. And here are your hosts, Risa Gray from Betty White's Off Their Rockers and Easy's dad, Jim Zuli. Good morning, everybody out there in Radio Boomers Live, Easy Way Land, and boy, Risa, I'll tell you what, uh, I, I can't say good morning, Risa, on this bright, sunshiny day in Southern California when everything's all peaches and cream, huh? I mean, it's a little bit gloomy in more ways than one, right? <laughs> Well, good morning, good morning, good morning anyway. It's going to be a good morning if you make it, it one. But we've got rain, we've got virus, we've Viruses. got all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> we're missing toilet paper. It's What can I tell you? But we're coming to you live, Radio Boomers Live. We're broadcast on yes, the East Bay Radio, powered by Blog Talk Radio. And we're here. I'm kind of chuckling and trying to be positive about this, but we know a lot of people are going through tough times and the, the health issues and, uh, oh, the finances and everything. But, uh, you know, like we say, we try to keep upbeat about everything. And uh, it is a different world. We, we've never been through this before. And sometimes people say, oh, I remember back when I was, you know, 40 years ago, but this has never really happened. Uh, when you see not in our lifetime, <laughs> no, not only uh, cities shutting down for some reason, but states, the country, and the world basically is coming to a halt. And uh, you know, I, I wonder sometimes. You and I were talking about this uh, through the week. It's it's a ripple effect. I mean, you have your uh, individuals that have a hard time paying mortgages or rent. That affects the landlords because then the landlords can't collect and pay their utilities and bills, that affects the city. You know, it's it just uh, goes on and on. It, this is typical ripple effect, you know. Well, I get an alert from Kenya because I've traveled to Kenya a couple of times, and so I still get the alerts. And Kenya is shut down. They've had m- many fewer deaths than we have. They do take the Quanaquin, I never can remember the name of the drug, for the malaria but they have still shut down international flights in and out of Kenya. And it it really is a ripple effect all around the world. And in Kenya, they, in the villages, they live in close quarters, but they don't have emergency rooms. They don't have ventilators at all. So this really is a, a, you know, a huge worldwide event. It's a spreader for sure. But that uh, brings us up to yeah. our hot topics. It's hot topic time, guys. Ripped from the headlines. Today's hot topic. Well, how have you been spending your time during the shut-in? Well, there's all kinds of things that you can do. First of all, we already talked about we can clean out those closets and drawers in that corner and this, that, and the other. Now, for most people, after a week or two, you've done that. Well, with me, it'll take me more than this shutdown to get all of mine done. But that's one thing you can do. But you can learn a new hobby. You can go on Google. You can Google anything and learn how to do it. 
maybe when you're out at the market, because we're not supposed to go anywhere but the market, you might pick up some yarn or learn how to crochet, pick up some stuff to learn how to crochet. Um, There's all kinds of hobbies that you can do. You can journal, pick up yourself a journal, or even just use some paper you have around the house. Write that great American novel that you've been saying that you were going to write or that hit Broadway play you said you were going to write. There's all things you can do. And what I heard, which will make the days pass quicker, is if you actually uh, have a schedule, wake up at 7 a.m., exercise from 7.30 to 8.30, make breakfast, read for an hour, there's all kinds of things you can put on that schedule, and it will actually, supposedly, allegedly, make your day go faster. We are going to be shut in for a little while, so you might as well get some things done. We can just mope and complain if we want to, but that genuinely does not make the day go faster. My days have been going pretty fast. I've got lots of stuff to do, and when all else fails, you can binge watch all those shows that you've been saying you were wanting to watch but didn't have time. So don't be doom and gloom and, oh, my. And even today in L.A., it's raining, so I'm kind of grateful I'm shut in. So find stuff to do, pick up new hobbies, and take some time to rest and enjoy your family. If you're home with your family, use this time to get to know them a little bit better. Jim, what's your hot topic? Good tips, Reese, and uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, we're, we're a captive audience. We're home, and what better time to spend with your family? I remember when we had power outages. Uh, that's when people got together. <laughs> you know, you light a candle and you get to spend a little time together. No TV or anything. Well, let's start out with uh, something upbeat. Well, just kind of jesting. How about the uh, Surgeon General? compared the coronavirus pandemic to some of the darkest moments in U.S. US history. And like Rita said, well, we have to remain positive through all this. Uh, We've been through tough times before, nothing like this, but we do have to remain positive. 331,000 cases have been confirmed in the U.S. with death toll uh, nearing 10,000. Globally, there's one more than 1,260,000 confirmed cases with 68,400 deaths and uh, 258,000 recovered. They do say the rate for recovery is uh, it, it's much higher than the fatalities uh, in an over 90% range. Health official warns hot spots will see a spike in the CV deaths over the next, I don't know what the, what the deal is, but everybody you know, over the next six or seven, over the next week is supposed to be this, you know, this big surge. Uh, there seems to be uh a, uh, a situation about the, the virus as far as, uh, well, you know, they're trying to figure out where it's from, the origins of that. We're going to get into that later and, uh, and why it's affecting the elderly or certain people, not just the elderly, but why it affects some people much more than others. Uh, <laughs> a tiger has been tested. It affects animals. Uh, Tiger's been tested positive at the Bronx Zoo, first known case ever. So the tiger will probably have to wear a mask, I guess. The uh, Governor Newsom's California Health 
situation. He has to, he they they put a situation together with Governor Newsom to uh, uh, for the coronavirus with funds and everything, and uh, it's supposed to be unprecedented. So we'll see how he takes that. The coronavirus stay-at-home order is in effect in California as police giving citations to people watching the sunset at beaches. New York has been overwhelmed with victims, and they use freezer trucks lined up to, uh, to, for the deceased. And uh, they, they brought in 45 extra. They were filled, so they had to, uh, and, and that was because the funeral, funeral homes were filled up. And now they're going to uh, public lands to uh, bury the bodies. Check for what's called safari bugs. Allows hackers to take on your mic and camera and uh, get into your phone. So keep an eye out for that. Many keeping upbeat, though, you know, guys, like we were talking about, many are keeping upbeat. And, uh, uh, they, you know, I, I read a little bit about what you, what you do at home for, for this. And basically they're saying you take Tylenol and you treat it like a flu. And, uh, Eat, drink, try to be healthy, and most people get over it. So, Reef, I'm going to stop there because we have to move on. Time's going so fast here. It's time for a uh, commercial, I believe, and then we're going to have our guest. Yeah, where are my sponsors? There we go. Looking to grow and align your brand with celebrities and other established brands? Your brand is all about your entire customer experience. Everything from your logo, your website, your social media experiences, the way you answer the phone, to the way your customers experience your staff. So why not let us help you get your branding right from the start? At EasyWay Promotions, we are a new class of professionals providing first-class online branding, promotion, social media, website development, editing, graphic design, public relations, media, SEO, and online advertising to give your business the competitive edge to stand out. Our highly experienced experts will not only help you increase your online presence, but also provide you with a proven online strategy to help you increase the value of your company and make acquiring new customers easier. So what are you waiting for? Contact us today and let us help you grow your business exponentially. For more information, contact 424-209-9290 or visit easywaypromotions.com. That's letter E, letter Z. We also encourage you to like our Facebook page at Easy Way Promotions. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And we have a, our own David Eugene Andrews coming on here today. He's our special guest. And uh, David's a pretty interesting guy. He's not only our uh, CFO, but he's a Columbia graduate. He's uh, did the analytics for Chase Bank. He, he reads and writes Mandarin. And we believe there could be a chance that he was the first person to do a selfie. And he actually, and this is kind of historic, got a picture of Hirohito, Emperor's Japan, and uh, the Emperor Japan when he was coming out of his, uh, not that he was standing with him or anything, but when he was coming out of his uh, his kingdom there. And uh, he's the author of Empires and Kingdoms, so we want to cover uh He's basically the author that brings books to life. So, David, are you on with us? Unmute. We got Dave. Unmute. Dave, you on with Hello. us? Hello. There we go. Can you hear me? Dave. Okay. Welcome to yeah. the Hi, David. You're on with Reetha. I believe Hi, you know Reetha. And yep. 
So yes, I do. Hey, David. <laughs> Hi, Rita. So, so Dave, we got a funny, happy, happy day in Southern California. We're going through a lot of stuff. We know you do a lot of research. And I want to ask maybe uh, uh, a later portion of the show, if you'd like to jump back on, we're going to debate a little bit about some of the origins and where this stuff came from. We won't go over it too much now, but uh, I want to talk about your book. But if you want, you can jump on with us uh, during my jump time. But for now, I want to touch base with you. A lot of people are interested in telling their story and writing a book or, or you know, not only their own story in a biography, they, they might want to tell a story, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. Uh, what do you think some of the uh, basics are to get before you get started, some of the hurdles you deal with? Because you have your empires and kingdoms. Yeah, I have my empires and kingdoms. So um, let me start by reading a, a small quote from Chapter 41 of Empires and Kingdoms, the first book. The poor throng into the city, that's Paris, in such numbers that it is impossible to move about the streets, either on foot or on horseback. A census was taken, and they were found to amount to 100,000 some days ago. Now there are many more. They have brought the plague, the last calamity. That's from the Venetian ambassador to France, Paris, May, in the year 1596. <laughs> wow. See, they have this stuff Were right you down. there, David? You, you wrote yeah, about uh, it as if you were physically there. <laughs> oh, See, oh, yeah, that's what well, I'm that, talking about. That's part of it. You, you get you get into the book, you get into the scene like you were there. So, I mean, this was um, – obviously, I didn't know that the COVID-19 would come out two years after I, this book was published, but um, that's uh, – if, so if you want to read something, you know, get off – your mind off of how things were or are and go back to how they were and how, how people recovered from that. So, yeah, I don't uh, know if we want to read that particular, <laughs> we want to be positive, <laughs> but that's true. Yeah. Well, you want, you want to be positive, uh, uh, certainly, but you know, obviously they survive. So, you know, and we'll get through this, this one, this that's season here too. Uh, or at least you most know, of us will. <laughs> just like, like what you're saying there, we, you know, Rita was probably doing this too. As you were reading that, I was like picturing this. You have a, a skill for bringing books to life, and and I I believe we want to take empires and kingdoms and and bring that to life on screen someday. We'll talk about that. But is there a certain knack there is with Burbage that uh, that brings this out to where instead of just you know, writing your story, you have certain little niches that you can uh, use uh, to kind of make it come real, you know, uh, make, well, make it seem real. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it, uh, probably the hardest part is to identify a story that's worth telling. Um, you know, sometimes if you're just talking uh, to each other across the kitchen table, that's not really newsworthy or you know story worthy, but if you've done things, if you've been to places, uh, if you've encountered people, uh, and there's something you learn from that experience, then yes, that's how you would relate to it. And and if you can do that, then I think people might be interested in listening to what you have to say. Yeah, and and you uh. No, okay. You could 
you could have wrote about so much. You were a Columbia graduate. You you, you were in Japan. You you actually saw Hirohito. You had an interesting life. You speak Mandarin. Uh, what what is it that zeroed you in to uh, Captain Smith and that era Empire for the Empires and Kingdoms uh, series? Well, uh, part of it there's uh, two two reasons. One, I did some genealogy and I had uh, uh, traced my family back to Jamestown uh, right after John Smith was there and was uh, and. When I so I had to look at what Captain John Smith did about 15 years before uh, my mom's side of the family uh, was from Virginia, and so I looked at him. And then uh, the only reason Jamestown survived was because of his personal audacity, if you will, uh, in securing supplies when everybody was starving because there's no food in the whole um, colony. And so he goes out uh, and meets Pocahontas and meets other ones, trades, barters, um, and, you know, gets uh, venison, deer meat, and back into to there. So, okay, this guy's important, but he didn't leave any progenity. He didn't leave any offspring in, in Virginia. Uh, so I went back and looked at his life beforehand, and that's where I found this story about him uh, becoming a slave in, in the Ottoman Empire in Istanbul in 1602. And then I realized at that time that I had a, a unique skill set that uh, understood world affairs, global affairs. I studied the Middle East since the early 70s, so almost 50 years now. Uh, I co-chaired a symposium at Lewis and Clark College on the Middle East and the oil crisis. So I know the Middle East. I knew Turkey had been to Turkey. I knew Eastern Europe. Uh, I had studied war. So uh, John Smith was a fighter. So I understood that part of it. So, and, and then the, my language abilities, uh, uh, I knew German and I'm comfortable with the uh, half dozen languages, at least in the reading realm of it. And so it's like, okay, I'm qualified. This is a story yeah. I haven't been told. It's a really good story. No one knows about it. Um, that Captain John Smith, before Pocahontas, was sold into slavery and given to a beautiful Aisha, uh, Aisha uh, sister, the Ottoman Sultan, as uh, so she could sell him back to his family. So it, it was just a uh, uh, an intriguing story, and I, th- I thought, oh, okay, I'll, I'll yeah, try my hand at it. And, that, and I just started year. writing. I spent three weeks every day and wrote seventy pages, and that's and that's where the crux of this book started, the, the genesis so, of it. So if now out this there is the first it's... book in this series, right? Right. right. I have I have yeah. actually seven books written. The only ones published. The uh, second one I will get out this year. I. I there's nothing holding me back from getting the second book out this year. So you have time now at home. <laughs> you uh, so this is a four-part <laughs> series. No, no, it's a it's a seven-book series. I keep seven. on expanding. Okay. I write. I I, I have a, a website I'll bring up uh, at some point uh, and a Facebook page called Authors Cube, uh, which is the antidote to 
writer's block. That's what that okay. So, All right. Because no, I don't have so a problem with that. I know a lot of people do, uh, and if I can give some tips on how to overcome your writer's block, I'm happy to give those away. <laughs> so if, if, if you know. We, some listeners out there think I want to write a book someday, and whether it's fictional or whatever. What what's the first what's it, what are the first couple bullet points, the first steps they should take before they oh. get started, so they don't make too many uh, mistakes. Okay, uh, well, writers write. So if you want to write, you write. You just write anything. You journal, or you, um, you know, some people go from an outline to a, a journal, um, and then write. Some people just uh, Start writing whatever is there, you know. So you write write your stories, you know. Uh, you you write on what you did today. I mean, you're you're cooped up. Uh, so maybe you write about um, the last time you were cooped up, you know, when you were a teenager. Um, so a lot of write write what you know. That's that's part something of it. you're I, interested and I've been in. Prepared. Familiar, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, well, you can either research it or you write from your experiences or you know, people like, uh, you know, to be positive, uh, how you overcome, overcame your last obstacle or whatever, um, what you have, what happened to you when you were fired from a job, what did you do, um, you know, like, like let's say uh, on this one, when this thing broke, the first thing I did was buy a uh, microphone because I think I'm going to do a podcast. So I ordered a microphone on on, uh, on Amazon and, and then some real good uh, headphones. So either I do a podcast. If I don't do a podcast, I'll do an audio book on this. And so uh, yeah. I, I, I can use it. So um, that's the first thing I did when this thing broke uh, three weeks ago. Huh. Yeah. And so uh, it, what, do you think it's – now, Captain Smith, this is reality. This this really happened. <clears throat> what would you think of uh, if, if you're going to advise somebody? Is it better to go with fiction or nonfiction, uh, or just what they're interested in? <clears throat> if uh, going to write a book. Well, if you write what you know. I, my my background <clears throat> was actually in nonfiction. Uh, I published uh, economic forecast articles, international economic forecasts. Uh, Taiwan, uh, Africa. Um, I, I was the editor of a international uh, uh, Chase econometrics. I built a 3,000 variable econometric model of the world and uh, one of the very first ones. So I really knew nonfiction writing, business writing. That's my that was what I was trained in or became very good at, and I edited. You know, 20, 30 um, economists, their reports, uh, weekly reports going out to our Fortune 500 clients, Fortune 1000 clients. So I had to learn how to write fiction when I started this. I found the story, but I didn't know how to write fiction. So I read, uh, and this is quite honest, I read more than 50 or 60 books on different parts of writing fiction um, before I – so uh, and I didn't know the skill. I didn't know how to write fiction, but I I did it. And then I I had to write Aisha, the the uh, sister of the Sultans. I had to write chapters in her point of view. So the hardest part for me uh, wasn't the wars with ten thousand on each side and you know regiments and all that type of stuff. 
fighting on this side of the battle and that side of the battle. But uh, get her point of view. How do I write from a female point of view? That took me it took me over a year to get that, and I'm I'm sure I didn't get it right, but. <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but it doesn't have to be. I learned that from a female point of view. Yeah. It's, yeah. Who, who was back there? What is, what is not, uh, not too many witnesses. Uh, what does Captain John Smith? Think of her, you know, things like that. You know, <laughs> it, it it is interesting, and you know, they were like us, just doing their thing, and uh, they just didn't have cell phones. It's the only difference. And here we are today. <laughs> but we want to thank you, uh, Dave, for popping on. And if you want to, if you have time, uh, you can come in on my gem time, and we're going to discuss a little bit about. I know you've done a little research on the origins of this bug that's going around. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave that open for you. And uh, there's uh, a lot yeah, of rumors. Yeah, just, uh, I, I've done a lot on that, so uh, I'm 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 ready on that one. Okay, that sounds good. Well, glad to have you back, and thanks for coming on because this is interesting stuff. And you are the person that brings books to back to life, I mean, or brings them to life. It's it's amazing when I read some of your stuff here. All right, so thank you for coming on, Dave. We've got to move along. The clock is ticking. We have a commercial, and we have Carmelita coming up. So with that, Wreath, I guess it's time to what? we got a commercial here. It's time for another word. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomer's Forever Young products. Are you tired of doing business the hard way? Is building your business taking too much time and energy? We can help. Introducing your ultimate solution, EasyWay Business Membership. We're a full-service digital marketing solution specializing in branding and marketing, advertising, and introductions to CEOs and influencers that can help your business thrive. Problem solved. Now you can hire our award-winning team to work for your business. We've received many prestigious awards, including the Digital Trailblazer Award by Hollywood Weekly Magazine, and we've been recognized by Congress. For just $11 a day, you'll get more exposure, reach more clients by next month, guaranteed. Here's how it works. You pay one low annual fee of $4,000, and you'll receive consulting, branding, marketing, advertising, social media support, product placement, and business introductions to help your business grow exponentially. And if you need more, we offer SEO, commercial, TV exposure, and much more for an additional rate. To recap, for just $11 a day annual membership fee, you'll receive branding, consulting, business-to-business introductions, advertising, and social media support. But don't take our word for it. Here's what our customers say. We've been working with EasyWay, Eric, for the last six months, and literally, we are slammed with work (laughs) for two months straight, so his marketing definitely works. To learn more, visit EasyWayNetwork.com or contact us at 877-399-2000. 
2929. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Facebook at Easy Way Network, Twitter at Easy Way Broadcast, and YouTube at Easy Way TV. about to experience Carmelita's Corner. Carmelita's song, Rosebud, made it to the top 40s with the godfather of soul, James Brown. She's the founder of the Rose Breast Cancer Society. Now here's your host, Carmelita Pittman. Looking to grow and align your brand with celebrities and other established brands? Your brand is all about your entire customer experience. Everything from your logo, your website, your social media experiences, the way you answer the phone, to the way your customers experience your staff. So why not let us help you get your branding right from the start? At EasyWay Promotions, we are a new class of professionals providing first-class online branding, promotion, social media, website development, editing, graphic design, public relations, media, SEO, and online advertising to give your business the competitive edge to stand out. Our highly experienced experts will not only help you increase your online presence, but also provide you with a proven online strategy to help you increase the value of your company and make acquiring new customers easier. So what are you waiting for? Contact us today and let us help you grow your business exponentially. For more information, contact 424-209-9290 or visit easywaypromotions.com. That's letter E, letter Z. We also encourage you to like our Facebook page at Easy Way Promotions. Hi, I'm Charles D. Watkins of HavanaWatches.com. HavanaWatches.com provides the highest quality for a great price. HavanaWatches.com offers a range of models, including chronographs, mechanical, silicone plastic, and in tungsten steel. HavanaWatches.com provides stylish features. Our top-to-bottom one-year warranty is one of the best in the industry. All of our models come to you in our custom-designed wooden gift boxes. We have both Swiss and internationally designed models. HavanaWatches.com has been creating high-quality watches since 2004. Our executive staff has over 18 years of watch experience. I myself was the past president of Whitnar Watches International. We are American-owned and operated. Our goal is to provide you with a watch you are proud to wear. We want to be your preferred watch brand in the United States. See our styles at HavanaWatches.com. Fine watches exclusively for you. a slight difficulty here with Carmelita. I know she's out there, and I know she has a wonderful guest, so hopefully that will get resolved quickly. But in the meantime, well, Reba, Jim, are you there? You. Yeah, I'm here. And, uh, yeah, sometimes, well, we got a big storm brewing out there because uh, it seems raining sideways here. It's really coming down. And uh, Oh, it's I, cleared up here in L.A. It's it's not sunshiny, but it's supposed to rain for several more days. And, you know, we're having weather all over the country. Um, the tornadoes in the south and oh, man. we're having rain. And I don't know. I, I understand it's like beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, Reed, I don't know. When when you're driving along and you put a cup of coffee up on the dashboard and it slips, you're not going to put it back up there. Well, you wouldn't put it up there in the first place. But in other words, when something happens, how many times you – I've known people down in Florida that were living on the on the beach, and they have these hurricanes. Okay, so you rebuild after your house is messed up. But how many times do you do that? And like in this tornado areas, I, I don't know if I would think about moving to a different area when when these tornadoes well, hit the same you know, area. The, well, we had a tornado uh, that leveled the city. Uh, it was a small town, but it leveled it. I don't imagine that they're going to be building that back up again in the near future. I I, yeah. I don't like living anywhere where they have seasons. And when I say seasons, I mean hurricane seasons, tornado seasons, yeah. hail seasons, winter, summer, you know, anything extreme. I'm a California girl, but no, we, we do have we, our uh, rain, and we need the rain. We need the rain here in it. California. And you know, it's funny. They say, well, when it rains, that, when it rains, that means fires. And you're thinking, like, well, what the heck? Well, the rain makes all these all this brush grow out in the hills and everything, and then it dries out later on. And so it's a, it's a circle. But, you know, with this, the, the era, what Eric's putting together now, it's really coming in handy for a lot of people because he's getting a lot of communication with people. And, uh, and, and as far as doing things at home, doing events at home, the Zoom, uh, all kinds of projects that can be done, without going out and, and without everybody like, what are we going to do now? We can't have our event. Well, he put together a scenario where they continued on and did this event that was supposed to be in LA and at a convention center. And so everybody went on the zoom or whatever it is. And, and they continued the event at home. It's funny how we adjust, you know, and, and well, this now world is never going to be same after this pandemic because uh, we can we got, barely hear you, Carmelita. We got Carmelita. Okay. Right. Hello, Carmelita. The weather is messing with us. My phone that I normally call from gave out, so I'm using my husband's phone. Oh, boy. I don't know. We can Reed, barely can hear you. Hear you. Bar- barely hear you, Carmelita. Yeah, we can. we can't really hear you. Is Peggy Blue on the line? Hello? No, I guess not. I don't think he's on the line, and we can barely hear you. Is she? Oh, okay. We don't think she's on the line. My name is Peggy Blue, and I'm here. I hear you. Oh, there she is. Hello, Miss Blue. Okay, Uh, is here. Welcome to the show. Uh, and, and we, we had a little technical with the rains and everything going on. And we, we Carmelita, you on with us? No, I can hear you fine. Okay, can you're you going to have to speak up really loud, Carmelita, for your audience to be able to hear you. So we're going to leave you and your guests, but speak up really loud, Carmelita. Okay, I want to, first of all, I want to welcome Peggy Blue for joining us today. A very busy Good morning, lady. everyone. We want to thank you for coming on. I just want to tell everybody a little bit about her. Uh, she popped out of her mom's womb singing. I mean, uh, she made a very special entrance into the world, which was very prophetic 
of her mighty presence, which lit up the gospel world from the time she was three years old. Imagine that. Special family. She sang in her mother's choir at Mount Sinai Church in North Carolina. And her lineage includes talented singers, musicians, pastors, missionaries. By the age of 12, she was singing throughout North Carolina and Virginia. By age 14, her family permitted her to join her Uncle Bishop Walter Gospel Group in New York. Her talents have continued to develop and blossom, and she is a Broadway star. She's a Tony Award winner. She's had many leading roles as a leading lady on Broadway. And people like Michael Jackson have even produced her. She's won $100,000 as a best female vocalist in Star Search in 1986. And she was on MCA Records, Capitol Records, and more. She's worked with people like Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett Smith, Denzel Washington, Jean-Claude Van Damme. She's arranged and worked with the likes of some of our greatest in the business. She's arranged for David Foster, Leonard Cohen. She's sung, written, and co-produced recordings on film and stage with stars such as Bob Dylan, Barbara Streisand, Bert Backrag, Edwin Hawkins, Staple Singers, Quincy Jones, Pino and Mexican Stars, Luther Vandross, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Melissa Manchester, and Stephanie Mills. And she's also performed at the MGM with Barbara Streisand. And the list goes on. We'd be here all day long. I mean, this lady has so many <laughs> credits. And I hope you heard them all. Uh, and I'm going to give her a chance to say something now. Uh, and she'll fill in she'll fill in where I left off. Peggy Blue, again, welcome to Carmelita's Corner. We're going to, before you get uh, too far into your uh, conversation, we want to let the audience hear your latest release, Man Enough, which is on Desert Island Records, produced by Pete Peterson. And... Uh, I'd like to uh, let them hear that of a cut. Uh, I understand we're not going to be able to play the entire thing, uh, but we are going to hear some of it. So uh, can we hear that? And then we'll give Peggy a chance to talk about it. Hello? 
Hello? Yes, hi. Okay. That didn't last long. Can you hear me, honey? Yes, I can now. Uh, You know, well, the phone, our main line, decided to take a vacation on me. So thank God my husband has a little backup here, you know, let me use his, his phone. Can you hear me now? I can hear you a little bit better now. You know, we're starting to sound like a in commercial. <laughs> it's cutting in and out, darling. I'm sorry, what? It's cutting in and out. Oh, 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 okay. Well, we heard a little bit of your man enough. I really like it. It's got a great beat. And um, can you tell us the message uh, or what led you to that song? Oh, the song was written by a dear friend of mine, Phil Cody, who is the, he's a songwriter, and Phil Cody is like my brother, and he wrote all the Neil Sedaka hits, and for many other people, but he also wrote with me, and um, I've got two number one records that we wrote together, because I also am a writer, and um, when I got asked to do this with Pete, when, when I got asked by him to, um, you know, let him produce me. That was a a surprise because I didn't even know him. Uh, He knew me from working with other artists and mainly Leon Hayward back in in his place. But I just sent out messages to people who I knew and asked them. I mean, I even sent, I even have stuff from Valerie Simpson, who's a friend of mine as well. And um, they just started sending me songs that they knew would be good for me. And so this is the one that Pete chose. Well, that was a and, great um, selection. <laughs> well, great. I'm glad you like it. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting it to go places. I hope so. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm... I'm um, it's nice to be able to talk to you this morning, and it's, um, I think the rain is let up just a little bit. Yeah, I'm looking out my window, and it's stopped, and that's that's a good thing, because it was, it was, when I was on the phone listening to the other interviewer, I could barely hear because the rain and the cars and everything was so heavy. <laughs> Right, right. Well, been, yeah, we're going to be getting some more rain, too, this week, I understand. Yeah. Well, I guess it's needed. I wonder if it'll wash away that stupid virus. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> oh, my God. Wouldn't that be a That would be wash a serious it, blessing. Wash it all away. That would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that would yeah. be a wonderful blessing for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I what else would you like to know, baby? Well, I understand you're working on uh, uh, another project as well. Can you tell us about that? Um, not really. That oh, is, okay. it's it's <laughs> it's confidential. I'm um, well. I have a book. Uh, 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 I can tell you this much. I've been asked. There's a friend of mine who is a writer, a book writer. And she's on her second book now. And she asked me if I would write a passage 
And um, so I said yes. And so I'm doing that. And I mean, I'm working on quite a few things because mm-hmm. I'm also doing the arranging because I'm also an arranger uh, uh, and a vocal coach. And I'm doing the arrangements now for another one of my um, my students. He's about to do his second album. He's a blues singer. So I'm doing the arrangements for that because uh, he's about to, you know, he wants to go in the studio if there will be a chance soon. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, I'm doing that, and I'm writing the, uh, um, you know, the. she wanted me to do a chapter in her next book. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was an honor to have been asked to do that. Yeah, that's mostly deserved for sure that you were chosen. I want to mention to our listening audience, too, um, I didn't mention that you were a vocal coach for American Idol. And that is yeah, I was. Major, yeah, that is major. Can you tell us how you came to be the vocal coach for American Idol? I got a phone call asking me if I would. That's all. Wow. wow that <laughs> I did an audition. I didn't have an audition for it. I don't know when the last time I did have to audition for anything, but I got a phone call that said uh, we would like you to join and become one of the vocal coaches on American Idol. And that was, I did a 2011 and 12. And in 2013, I was in Europe doing my own show and couldn't come back and just, you know, been busy ever since. But that was a wonderful blessing for me, too. Because it's my nature to give and help somebody else. And I'm still in touch. Matter of fact, um, Peter, um, Phil, Phil Phillips was what was my student, and he was the winner. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, and he, uh, he, he he's still in touch with me. And all of them are, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you know, they still talk hmm. to me. And uh, still contacted me and hi, how are you doing? We miss you. I would, I love you. And that was just a blessing. You know, yeah, it was wonderful. wonderful. Did you ever meet Allison Idiata? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Did you ever meet Allison Idiata? She came in fourth place on American Idol. I don't remember which year it was, but she's like, like a, like a daughter in a sense to me, you know, because um, oh. she has been around from the time I was involved with the pre-Grammy days and I had her singing on the pre-Grammy party. You probably remember Ronnie Hoekenstein, right? I don't remember her. I don't know. I don't I don't remember. What year yeah. was she on? Oh, God. Yeah, maybe four years ago now. Oh, no, yeah. I wouldn't. I wasn't there then. I was on, my last year was 2012, okay. and I don't, you know. So no, I don't. I don't know her. Uh huh. Well, well, um, she was on with Adam Lambert. Do you remember seeing him on American? I know. Uh, yes, yes, I know Adam. And and uh, the two of them have done several concerts together since they were on American Idol. Oh, fantastic! That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have her as a guest eventually. I mean, um, I saw her. I surprised her, actually. We have a mutual friend. In fact, our producer knows her, too. Uh, um, uh, Pepper J. Pepper J has a great ranch 
person didn't know that I was going to be there, so I surprised her. And it was a great reunion because her mom, who's wonderful, and her dad, they were all there, too. But, uh, yeah, Uh, anyway, I imagine that American Idol must have been a a very interesting experience. Yes, it was. But all of my my experiences have been interesting. I also did, uh, do you remember the movie Set It Off? The movie what? Set It Off with Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. But before that, do you remember, you don't remember Set It Off? Okay, well, that's the one with Jada Pinkett Smith and, and Queen Latifah. That's what that was about. Set It Off. Oh. That was a movie. Oh, That was oh, a movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, not about American Idol. Not about American Idol. This was the movie Set It Off that I did. But uh, do you remember the movie Fame with Irene Cara? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, everything, that's that's what people say to me. Oh, you just started doing vocal coach. So, no, I vocal coached Irene Cara on my living room floor (laughs) in Guttenberg, New Jersey. And I actually have... A thank you letter from Michael Gore because he was the producer, uh, thanking me for, and I also sang the background on it and arranged mm-hmm. it all the way back then. So it's not, you know, this is not something that's new for me. It's a, it's been a blessing for me for, for many many years. Mm-hmm. Well, Queen Latifah seems to be a great lady. Um, she was the star of the series that Argonson was part of. Sean Baker, I don't know if you know him or know of him, but his his main thing was um, being a co-star with Pamela Anderson on the VIP series. But, but you are very muffled. I can hardly hear you, baby. Oh, okay. I was saying that our godson, Sean Baker, he was also a guest on my radio show, was a uh, one of the actors on Queen Latifah's Living Single. Right. Yeah, I love that thing. That that uh, series. He he played the role of Russell. Do you remember remember that character? No, because I mean I wasn't. That's something that I wasn't. I mean I only I watched it a few times, but not. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. But but I think she's awesome. And if but if that was his role and he did it, then bless yeah. him. And that's what you call talent. And this is what's that song say? This is how we do it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's done a lot of things. He, I was saying um, before we got, um, you know, the volume went down, he also was a cool star with Pamela Anderson on VIP series. And he, okay. he also did, he also did uh, Where I Live. Uh, Bill Cosby produced that particular series. But he, he lived with us for some time. That's how, you know, his, his mom um, was from New York, and he came out here from New York, and she picked my husband and I to be his godparents. So he lived with us mm-hmm. for a while, and he's been a guest Fantastic. on the radio show. Yeah. Um, anyway, you were you were talking about uh, this uh, latest project, and it has something to do with the book, I believe, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. No, that's great. Uh, she's, it's it's it's. A, I'm writing a chapter in uh-huh. um for a book. The 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 lady who asked me to do it is also a bishop, and this uh-huh. is her second book, and uh-huh. uh, she's asked me to 
write a chapter in the book. So I'm I'm just like floored by that and very honored. Yes, yes. Well, you've been uh, anointed, and uh, you came into a, a, a family, you know, of, of uh, the gospel world, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, my husband, Jerry Pittman, who I hope that you'll meet someday. In fact, you, you might have seen him at uh, HB's party, because I remember seeing you at one of the parties that HB had at his I house. I don't remember. Okay. It's, it's been it's been a little while now, but my husband <laughs> and I did I didn't know um, after being married to him for thirty years that he is Martin Luther King's second cousin. Um, Martin Luther awesome. King, yeah, Daddy King has seven brothers, and one of them right. is John Oliver. On uh, John Oliver, and John Oliver was my husband's mother's father, and that's that's <coughs> where the connection comes from. I never that's fabulous. Because, I never knew it because he never told me, but his aunt, before she left the planet and made her transition, she explained it to me. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I, probably, I probably still wouldn't know. <laughs> that's yeah, but, that's yeah. awesome, though. That's, a, that's, him, that's wonderful. Yeah, I had him as a guest on uh, Martin Luther King's Day on the radio show here, and uh, it, 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 he's a wonderful man, so uh, I'm sure, you know, since we're both... Uh, friends with HB that you'll be seeing him because HB gives great parties. <laughs> and I'm right. sure he'll be back up there again at, uh, over there on Mulholland. So awesome. anyway, yeah, um, I, I'm very, very honored that you've taken the time to come and be a guest on my show. I know the show doesn't last that long, and I wish that they could hear the entire song Man enough that it's really got a great beat. I love that bass line. Yeah, I love the I love the groove. Yeah, and now the, the back the yeah the background singer were you singing with yourself or did you have backup vocalist? No, I don't know who that girl is. I did the the first one that I did was all me, and mm-hmm. it was it was full. I sang the whole you know what what it was supposed to be what I would have done. Had I done, but then they they changed it, and that's what I don't know who this girl is singing hmm. at all. I don't know who she is, um, and you know, but that's what they chose to do, and mm-hmm. <laughs> people do what they think they they want to. So you can't do nothing about that except say thank you really and keep it all, moving. It all came together, and it really sounds good. So. I wish you all the success with that, and uh, you and Pete, you send a shout out to Pete here and uh, the um, the new record label. So uh, I want to want to congratulate you both on that. And Thank you, darling. Gonna, Thank you. We're, we're going to be showing visuals of some of the highlights of your musical um, productions. Uh, I was able to, to get a, a link from YouTube, and it shows some of your hits. Now, you've had several hits. You've been with Calvary, Records, yeah. and MCA, and so on. And so we're going we're gonna to be talking, but the audience on Facebook will be able to see the visuals, so you'll get a better That'd idea. That would be fine. 
My yeah. MCA record was done by Jerry. That was produced by Jerry Ragavoice, who also produced Janis Joplin and a whole bunch of other folks. And um, my bass player, the first bass player, was Will Lee from The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, it's just I've been really, really blessed. And 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 uh, Harold Wheeler did the uh, the the orchestra arrangements, the horns and strings for that album, for that entire album. Mm-hmm. Harold Wheeler did it. And um, I mean, it was just my life. I know that I God has blessed me, and I'm I'm grateful and. I I'm I mean I, I've non I've been nonstop since I was born. So I was supposed to do this and I love giving and helping and supporting. And I thank you for having me on your show. Well, you know, I I've been very impressed. I mean, I wanna learn more about you. I'm gonna be following you ladies. <laughs> so, well, please um, do and I wish you had some of my other music to play. I wish you you did, but you know, at some other time, and this is a blessing, and thank you. And and may you want to come back again, and uh, you'd be most welcome. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. All right, my darling. All okay. right, God bless you. Bye. Smartphone, cell phone, PC, Mac, tablet, iPad. That's right. From the words of the musical Hamilton, the world will never be the same again. After this whole coronavirus debacle, we will be doing things a different way. Just like after 9-11, the world totally changed. The screenings that we have to go through and all the different things that are changed, And I think the major number one change is going to be how we conduct meetings, especially those of us in L.A. who have been traveling hours on the freeway to get to and from these meetings. We're going to be able to meet whenever we want, however we want. If you haven't gotten the app Zoom, you need to get it. People are doing everything over Zoom. I'm sure there are going to be several different that are going to improve on it. But right now, Zoom in and of itself is great. You can conduct meetings. I think you can have up to 300 people. You can have classrooms, teaching, where you just have a few students. My church uses it to have Bible study because you can see everyone and everyone can see you. Or if you don't have a smartphone or a computer or a tablet, you can just call in on the regular phone line and you can just hear whatever's going on at the meeting, hear whatever teaching it is. You can have business meetings. It's absolutely amazing. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to learn how to do that. Well, you better get with it because I think after this, people are not going to want to drive an hour and a half to get to a meeting in traffic when they can just call from the comfort of their home. You can even drop in a picture in the background like they do on the news shows so that there's, you know, your backdrop is a lovely beach or the mountains or snow or whatever. 
You don't even have to let people see where you are in your house. You can have a different background behind you. My aunt was telling me that she had her sorority meeting over Zoom. Since we can't meet in person, they had the whole sorority meeting on Zoom. You can call back and talk to individuals. You can have little caucuses where you say, okay, well, I want Millie and Susie and Jane and Karen to call me back on this Zoom number. You can have a Zoom account for absolutely free. You can get 40-minute meetings for three people or, or less. And or you can have just one-on-one Zoom meetings and you get a, as much time as you want. But for three people or more, you get 40-minute meetings for free. If you want to have the bigger meetings, they have different um, price points for you to join. But it's so much cheaper than the gas that you would spend going to all these meetings. The pictures are crystal clear, and there's even ways that you can record the picture or record the sound, and people who miss the meeting live, they can catch up on it later. It's really going to change the way that we do meetings, and I have to say, I want to keep the lunch meetings and the dinner meetings, but as far as those meetings, if you just all kind of meet and spend a lot of gas to get there, I'm pretty much down with Zoom. So check it out. Download it on your smartphone. And I'm sure if you haven't had a Zoom meeting yet, you will before this pandemic is over. And certainly after it's over, we're all going to be Zooming. And that takes us up to Jim's Jim. Yes, indeed. Very good, Ray. Very interesting. Okay, baby uh, boomers, it's time it's for Jim from Jim. And Zoom, yes, indeed. You know, Reef hits it on a nail. I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, why get why drive all that way? The gas, the time, the tickets, accents, whatever. You eliminate all that by jumping on a, a Zoom call at home, and. Uh, and Eric's created uh, a situation that uh, with the Easy Way Broadcast Network, uh, Zoom to create your own uh, and, and how to use the Zoom and how to create your own broadcast on it. So uh, go to letter E, letter Z, easywayinfo.com and, uh, and check that out. I, uh, for my report here, I, I just want to see if I can uh, bring a couple of us back. I want to see if I can bring... Uh, Dave back on, and uh, we do have some storms going on here, so uh, Carmelito's a little hard to hear. Sometimes we don't get reception, and this is a big one out here. So uh, uh, Angelique Marie, uh, owner of Halo Events, uh, she might be popping on with us. Rita might be on, and uh, Dave Andrews. We're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna touch base, talk about a little bit what, what's going on. You know, we all have our own opinions. Uh, where did this start? Where did the coronavirus start? Uh, what's what's it you know like for individuals to be living in this situation that's new for everybody? They they talk to experts and and in the economy and medical and they're basically putting <coughs> their hands up. They they've never been here before. So who do we got on with us? Uh, Rita, you still on with us? Yes, and I'm your conspiracy theorist. Okay, so I will give you all the conspiracies. 
Risa does not hold back, okay? Angelique, uh, we got Angelique Marie. Are you on with us? Angelique, Angelique, did she get through? Not sure if she got through. Okay, we'll leave it open. And Dave, Eugene, Andrews, David. Yes, I'm here. David's on. Can okay. you hear me? So, yeah, yeah okay. we're going to uh, – now, Risa's got a lot of experience. Uh, you know, she's – in the real estate and so on, and she's had her effects, and David has, and I've had. So we're just going to touch base on a few things that's going on. Like, for instance, this is new, uh, and I'm just dumbfounded by what the heck is going to happen when you drive down the street in entire complexes that have various industries, you know, uh, one shop, you know, two, three people in it to 50 people. They're all closed, and they're not making money. You know, there's no money coming in. And Reef and I were talking about real estate and about, hey, the uh, rent sometimes, the uh, landlords are having an issue, they're, they're a concern. Uh, will the people, uh, the tenants be able to pay rent? And if they don't pay the rent, the landlords can't pay their mortgages and their utilities and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, and where did this come from? Is this some, there's people talking about conspiracies. Uh, oh, somebody created this. Well, Wuhan, China is supposed to be the origin, and what's going on. So let, let me throw it out there a little bit, Reef. What uh, Now, you and I are what you call seniors. Uh, I guess we're a little bit more concerned about catching a bug. Uh, what, what's your situation now? You're not doing your auditions, right? I mean, what, how is this affecting oh, you? Oh, actually, actually, and I can't talk about it because I signed a non-disclosure thing, but actually, I auditioned on Zoom. Ah. I had a callback on Zoom, and I actually shot the commercial on Friday on Zoom. Wow. So oh, wow. they're finding a way. Yeah. Everybody, the directors were in their home. Me and the other three actors were all in our own individual homes. And we had tech people that were on Zoom. And we actually shot it on Zoom, and it actually looks great. I can't talk about it until it comes out, but it it was amazing. But back to MC the conspiracy Hammer. theory. MC Hammer had a MC Hammer had a song. Can't touch this. I I think Rita should have a book, Dave, and she has a picture of her on the cover. Can't stop this. <laughs> can't stop this. It's true. Keeps on going. But I have to I have to tell you, I believe in the conspiracy theory. I think that some scientists in the lab next to the wet market cooked up something and it jumped on somebody, some animal, some person, and got out of the lab. And if you look at the movie Contagion, it almost kind of parallels the story of what's going on now. And that movie was made in 2011, except they say it was just um, an accident. Uh, and, I, and I don't believe anybody purposely let this virus out right now. I believe it was an accident, but I believe it was a designer virus that they manufactured, they spliced together some DNA or something, and I don't want the FBI coming to get me, but I do think <laughs> remember, that it, it just is- was man-made. And, and remember, this is our, the individual opinions of Rita, Dave, myself. We're just putting things out there. It's our own opinions, not of the broadcast network. But, Dave, you have a little research now. Without going too long, because we don't have a lot of time, 
But you, you, you're an in-depth guy. You uh, get into the inner inner workings of things. Rita mentioned about uh, her her theory. What uh, what did you see out there? You shared a couple of things. Well, where does come from? Uh, okay, um, one of the best uh, places for the origin of it is called Nature.com. It's a it's a it's a um, academic article, so it's kind of difficult to get through. Uh, but they have one article called The Proximal Origin of SARS-CoV-2, which is the uh, the virus, the Wuhan virus. Uh, my interest in uh, China, because I know Chinese, I've always I followed this from the very start. Um, but it, it looks like it came from bats. There's a 96% um, uh, correlation uh, with the virus, with a, a bat called the horseshoe bat, horseshoe I heard bat, that. which is yeah. um, not really sold in the Wuhan markets. But uh, I think, like Rita said, they, were, they have a, uh, some labs, two labs there, and they were collecting those bats and using them at in those labs. So my, I don't think it's so much the man manufactured. Uh, I, I think that um, either jumped into the human either by a bite, um, by the excrement of, of the bat, or a tick. And the tick uh, on the bat could be either attack the human um, or it, and possibly even another animal if some of the bats were sold at that market, um, uh, which I, I tend not to think. Um, so I think all indications uh, are that it, it came from bats, and particularly uh, the horseshoe back. Okay. So, you know, the uh, the bottom line is we pretty much think it came from uh, from China, the Wuhan area, and you're saying the bats, but it, it got out there. But, you know, okay, Dave, what do you think? We've had virus. We've had this stuff for a long time. We, you know, it's been going on a long time. Why is this one such a uh, curveball for everybody and a, a world stopper? Uh, is it because of it's such a rapid spreader? I mean, you're not a medical person, but what would you think? Uh, well, uh, some of it, it was. Um, it, it it started at Wuhan. Wuhan means a thousand lakes, by the way. Um, it they didn't clamp it down until just before the Chinese New Year in February. But before then, they had a market, and then they advertised that they were going to clamp it down, and many moved away or trans... uh, um, Like, there were three flights from Wuhan to northern Italy per week during January. So three flights. And there's 100,000 Chinese in, in northern Italy. Um... There's in Iran where um, the information is kind of tight um, because of the clampdown by the Ayatollah's regime. Um, they had a, a massive outbreak um, at their at Qom, and most of that came from probably came from Chinese workers from Wuhan that were working on uh, government projects in uh, Iran. Uh, and then I talked to one lady. Uh, San Diego student who at Starbucks who was actually talking to her father in Wuhan during the lockdown. So 
so I, I, I have firsthand information. So she's talking to her father in Wuhan while I'm sitting next to her uh, when this was first starting. And they just went by you know, door to door, put the thermometer uh, at the forehead, and if they had a temperature, they were taken away, out of our house, dragged away. And you can see yeah, videos of that, that too. Yeah, it's so, amazing. So it's so, so it, you know, it's, but originally it started with uh, the, the correlation is ninety six percent with the horseshoe bat. So, so that's my and I I did economic forecasting. If it's if I had a correlation of ninety five over ninety five percent, I went with it, and my models yeah. predicted better than than what it what it was. You know that that equation. You know, it's not 100%. It's not perfect. Oh, yeah, but it's, I'm at a 95% confidence level, which is pretty high. So we, uh, you know, we, we've got a just a major shutdown, and uh, and you know the, uh, the the health part of it in New York. It, it, you know, I, I didn't even want to say this on the news; it was so doom and gloom. But uh, it's it's definitely causing an effect, and people are are worried. Uh, they don't want to catch it, but. Uh, you know, on the other part of, of what's going on, the financial side, you're going through shopping centers and industrial complexes and restaurants. I mean, everything is shut down. How does the economy handle that? Rita, you're a, you're, you're a landlord, and I dealt with real estate, and Dave's dealt with real estate. And, like, when the door opens up again, what's, what's going to happen? I mean, I, you know, are we talking about 29 here or 08? Uh, we're looking at a possible maybe, uh, well, interest rates have been coming down. How do you recover, Dave? You did the analytics for, for Chase and so on. How do you recover from uh, a big, you know, people but, getting back? Well, I, well, well, first of all, you want to protect the seniors and those with pre uh, pre-existing conditions, you know, um, diabetes uh, and those types of things. So, um, because when someone is exposed to that, that's, uh, you know, especially over 80 or even 65 uh, or has a, 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 has pneumonia health issues, strong health issues, then they will overwhelm the ER and the ICU units of the hospitals. So the whole point is not to overwhelm them. Um, but you got to ease up in certain areas, uh, you know, for the, for the 20 to 40 year olds, um, in, in particular, eventually are getting back into that, um, into the economic things because they don't use the ICUs and the ERs and you know, half as much as the those over 60. Yeah, and uh, all right, I know you don't have a crystal ball there, but people are sitting home. A lot of them aren't collecting checks. You know, they're talking about, well, unemployment and so on. But, you know, that what does that pay you? 60% of what you made? If you made 1000 a week, you're going to make, what, half of that? I don't know what this deal is. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think in California, the maximum payout is 450 per week. Um, but um, uh, the bill allowed some extra monies uh, through July. Uh, the two trillion dollar bill they passed uh, a week ago, um, uh, and they'll uh, allow a, a certain amount there. But it, eventually, people have to get back to work. So, um, and people either, get back to work. But, yeah. So uh, you know, I know, I know uh, when you call the bank, there's like a ten or twelve hour wait. <laughs> when I called Chase one time, 
like 12 hours. I'm going like, yeah, I got to sit there and listen to music for 12 hours. No. Uh, so what do, uh, you know, what, what do, what do people do when the landlords can't collect the rent and then they can't pay for the buildings and they're not going to foreclose on everybody's buildings and homes. They're going to have to put this off or something. Uh, Forbearance, a lot of forbearance, I guess. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, there'll be forbearance there. Um, The the main thing is you can't let it go on too long. I mean, a lot of the small business people, um, their employees are like their family. They, they spend more time with their employees than they do with their own uh, nuclear family back of the house. And so and it's hard, it's hard on um, business owners that uh, connect with their, their uh, employees. Uh, so, you know, psychologically and emotionally. Yeah. So yeah. But hopefully they can uh, bounce back. They're entrepreneurs. So, so but uh, if, and, and if there's any country in the world that can bounce back fast, it's the United States of America. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how some of the countries in Europe are going to handle that. So, Reith, are you uh, are, are you playing it safe and basically staying home? Uh, maybe going to the market with a mask on. I'm being a good girl. I wear my mask. It's really funny. I don't really like masks, and I can't remember why I bought a box of masks. At some point, I did, and I was getting ready to go to the store. No, I was. I was just thinking about it. And I realized, wait, I bought some masks at some point. And I opened up the cabinet underneath the sink in the bathroom, and there was a box of masks. And I used uh, gloves anyway. So I had gloves, but the first time I went to the store, I looked on the shelf at Smart and Final, and there were three boxes of gloves. So I bought two. I left one. I had some gloves at home, so I'm fine with gloves. I only use the mask when I go out, and I don't go out often. So I'm being very good. The only thing I'm missing is toilet paper. I should have run out the first day and got toilet paper. I have some because I buy it in bulk anyway, but I don't have enough for another two months. I probably have enough to get me through a month. So every time I go in the store, I do look for toilet paper because when I see it, I'm going to get it. But I got some extra paper towels yesterday. Um, I I ran into some of those in the store. You find out from a manager or somebody who works at when their next delivery is, and it could be 8 o'clock Thursday morning. And then you go there, and there's there's a bunch of stuff. I went to a Target one time. I ain't going anywhere that they're not paying me at (laughs) 8 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) <laughs> well, have to make it a little bit later. Well, guys, I want to thank you for coming, for coming on uh, and and hanging in the wreath. Uh, uh, and Dave, thanks for coming back. Uh, Empires and Kingdoms. Uh, David Eugene Andrews brings the books back to life, and we've got uh, we'll be broadcasting an Easy Way Network Wall of Fame uh, virtual summit May 29th to the 30th. So remember, Easy Way Network. Go to the easywayinfo.com, letter E, letter C, and there's going to be the summit like we're talking about online, May 29th to the 30th, 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Okay, so uh, talking about what they're doing digitally during these these unusual times and tough times, uh, how to flip from brick and mortar to broadcast. And, uh, you know, you can connect with, 
look at this top tier artist, successful people like Frank Shankowitz, Sharon Lecter. Uh, we got uh, Brian White, uh, Christania Locum, uh, Alex Stern, Shelley Hunt, Shayvon. Uh, Shayvon is Vince Vaughn's mother, and there will be a special performances. And Angelique, let's see, do we got Angelique on with us? Uh, yes. Hi. Hey, we got Angelique. Hello, Angelique. Thanks for popping on with us. Uh, you're on with David. Uh, I believe you know David, and uh, and, and Rita's you? on with us. We were Hi, talking Rita. about. Hi. <laughs> <clears throat> Angelique's the uh, owner of Halo Events and our Easy Way editor in chief of the Easy Way magazine. And we just have a little bit of time left, uh, Angelique, but uh, we're talking about the you know situation with how you're getting by and today's world and everything. Uh, just briefly, how is it affecting you? Are you basically being, becoming a stay-home person and playing it safe too? Well, I always did work from home, so that, that part hasn't changed too much. But, um, you know, it, it's scary, but I think it's important that we all maintain a positive outlook and, um, you know, keep the news on 24-7. And um, I, I, I think just to become more grounded. Yeah. And that's really yeah. important right now. Right now, what's hardest for me is seeing my kids go cabin. They're crazy. <laughs> they want they want to do so many things and they're not able to and and that kind of like that's hard. You know, it's hard for families. Um, with, I know that we with the, that. Um, so so how, with how old are your kids, Angelique? How, how old are they? I have a seventeen-year-old daughter. Well, she's not really a kid anymore. She um and a twelve-year-old son, and um they're very active. My son. They're both so, involved in the performing arts, and my son is uh, a soccer player. And it was oh, right, cool. right when it happened, he was supposed to start his next season. And so, yeah, they're oh. just kind of going stir crazy, and you have to come up with things to entertain them. <laughs> that you haven't had so, Angelique, uh, yes? this uh, Easy Way Network Wall of Fame virtual summit coming up May 29th and 30th, what uh, – this is really interesting stuff because that's where it's all going now. Tell us about it. Everything is going virtual. Like like Risa was talking about the auditions, my kids audition and they audition on Zoom. Um, everything's going virtual. That's how we're going to get our information. That's how we're going to learn from others. That's how we're going to be able to empower other professionals and, and have the influencers influence us. And, we're really excited to have this um, virtual summit. We have some amazing, amazing people who are going to be part of it and basically just teaching us how to go from brick and mortar or, you know, outside <laughs> to broadcast, yeah. um, to, to, to go virtual. Um, it's a skill that everybody now needs to know. It's, it's essential and very powerful. Uh our, our magazine release April 15th, right? And uh, exactly. the 15th with the cover. Sharon Lex is going to be on the cover. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful cover. Wow. What a job you did. You're, you're amazing. You really put this oh, together. 
And, uh, you know, I, I can't help but thinking, guys, of the Morlocks. Anybody familiar with the Morlocks? You know, we're, we're all buckled down now and <laughs> we're staying inside. Anybody remember the Morlocks? I okay. knew it was one of my favorite movies. Okay, right. And the time machine, those are those good-looking guys with the bulgy eyes and kind of green puffy, puffy bodies. And what happened was uh, he went way in the future. And there was a group of people, you know, however, whatever it was, the civilization, they went underground. And they just, their appearances changed and everything changed. And uh, I don't know. Well, we're not going underground yet. But, yeah, the Easy Way Network no, Hall of Fame Virtual Summit, May 29th to 30th. This is going to be exciting. And uh, yeah, in the magazine. Five, we have so many amazing speakers and performers. And I just want to say, you know, you congratulated me on doing such a great job on the magazine, but I couldn't do it without my team. Um, we have some amazing writers and columnists, and they're dedicated and um, always on the on the line with me and, and working together and, you know, pushing out those articles, the content. Always you know, on time. We... <laughs> Sometimes you <laughs> and have to always, push always on time. You as one of my writers. <laughs> Thank you, one of my columnists for for RBL, which is great. Um, that that'll be um, featured in this magazine. So congratulations to you and Risa and Carmelita. <laughs> congratulations to Sharon Lecter for being on the cover. That's, that's, that's and yes, exciting definitely Sharon Lecter, of course. I love the colors. We're excited. It's, it's really cool. I'm sorry. But. Uh, I love I love the color scheme you used uh, on the uh, on the new issue. Thank you, thank you so much. So we got. But of course, uh, everything has to stay gold and black in the middle, though, too. <laughs> oh yeah. So we have uh, Frank Shankowitz was on the cover, and uh, Shelley Hunt, and now Sharon Lecter. This is this is pretty good. And uh, yes, it, and then really for the looking... summit, we had Ron and Arlene Klein, the inventor of credit card manuscripts and the MLS. Um. Wow. James and Kara Scott Dentley, uh, residual income specialist, Jeff Levine, executive producer of Beyond the Secret Movie and finance expert, Bill Walsh, founder of Power Team International, Alex Stern, co-founder of Constant Contact. So we have some really amazing people joining us on the summit. So oh, please join this us. Gonna be, this is going to be fun. So May 29th, guys, don't forget, May 29th. Be here before and you know 30th. it. 29th and 30th, uh, 9 to 5, the uh, Wall of Fame Virtual Summit, Easy Way Network Wall of Fame Virtual Summit. And thanks, guys, for popping on. Uh, Time, the clock is ticking, and the rain is coming down, and what a day. What a time this is. But uh, remember, everybody, uh, keep positive. Yep, the way in which you think determines the outcome. Thank you, Retha and David and Carmelita all our guests, uh, but Radio Boomers Live's got to move along, so like I said, keep moving, uh, keep keep the faith, and until next Monday morning, Reith and I will be back uh 10 o'clock, and we'll see you then. Radio Boomers Live signing out. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Radio Boomers Live with your hosts, Rita Gray, Star Betty White's Off Their Rockers, and EZ's dad, Jim Zuli. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Radio Boomers Live. 
Radio Boomers Live is brought to you by the Easy Way Broadcasting Network. That's the letter E, the letter Z, Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 